Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the The whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, co-pilot, Andy Hart. Art passengers, <laughs> uh, we are cruising at an altitude of, I don't know, a little bit above sea level, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, what am I, a freaking scientist? Um... We are uh, approaching our destination, which is this week's episode of Mr. Bunker's Buckle your seatbelts and put out your cigarettes, or I'll come back there and slap you. (laughs) Just kidding. They don't let you do that anymore. Not anymore. (sighs) Let the flight attendants know if you need a drink before we land. Drinking's Uh, allowed up until the time we hit the ground. (laughs) We hit the ground? We're going to hit the ground? (laughs) They don't let you do that anymore. No, no, no. (laughs) Wow. Andy, you are a regular Sully Sullenberger when it comes to uh, uh, flying your plane, huh? On Andy Airlines. Oh, boy. I've flown into a number of flocks of birds. And (laughs) let me tell you, me, one, birds, zero. Yeah, those birds don't stand a chance against your <laughs> twin engines. Have I crashed? Yes. Many a, many a time. <laughs> uh, did I do it because I was in love with the craft? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you were making love to your airplane. That's right. We know. <laughs> okay. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I've uh, I've had some fantasies. And f- and hey, I've them. had some fantasies too, Andy. And you know what? I've had fantasies about today's topic. You've you've had you've been <laughs> fantasizing about this topic? No. <laughs> but you know what? Some might say that I have because today's topic takes place right here in Chicago. Beautiful Chicago. Chicago that town Ooh. town. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, it's right here in uh, Chicago over there in O'Hare there by the uh you got go to go past Cumberland there. And then uh, you go right into O'Hare, and that's where today's topic is. They got a big know? Catholic church out that way. Oh uh, yeah, you drive right past it, Cumberland. Go out the yeah, O'Hare. Yeah, that's the that's the Ukrainian Orthodox church, isn't it? Down up there by the Mister Beef. Mister 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 Beef Beef Johnny Al's Beef 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 King Beef R Us Beefaroni Beefosaurus. <laughs> Andy, today's topic takes place right in our fucking backyard. That's right. This takes place... Literally in our backyard. Literally in our backyards. We live on the tarmac at (laughs) O'Hare's. It takes place at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Very affordable rent. Um, We have a UFO topic today. This is a uh, a UFO phenomenon that took place right here at O'Hare Airport Mm -hmm. in the uh, mid-aughts, I guess is what you'd call them. The the mid-millennia. This is, uh, you know, post-9-11. Between 2000 and 2010. 
That's right. Uh, that's we're so. I mean, that's literally it. You know, it's it's the 2006 UFO. Oh, here UFO incident. I, there's no other way to describe it. You know, it doesn't have a flashy title. There's no fun name. <laughs> if you think of one, let us know. Um, if you think of one, you know, let us know. And if you want to get straight to all that research, the whole shebang, the whole enchilada. I don't know why I said shebang. I hope I didn't steal some other conspiracy podcasts phrase. Uh, we here say the whole enchilada. Uh, yeah, but if you want to get to that, on that right now, we're enchilada. Yeah. We're an enchilada yeah. podcast. That's right. Excuse me. I will uh, do penance after this record here. Um, but if you want to get right to all that action, you can uh, you can look in the show notes, and there will be a timestamp that will take you right to it. You can scrub right ahead. You can you can you don't have to wait. For liftoff, Andy, you can go right to, you can go straight to your destination, get flying right away. Can you imagine if airports did that? You get on the plane and it immediately takes off. Everybody, it's a mad scramble. Now that's art airlines. That's how it happens. As soon as those gates open, it's like the running of the bulls. First come, first serve. Yeah, just I can like, imagine I can just, imagine getting on a plane and without warning the plane just flies away with you <laughs> aboard. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can even does find not wait some, for you uh, to be seated. I can even yeah. find some uh some uh, uh romance in that. What? You're all alone on that big airplane? No, you're not alone. Aren't you gonna oh. f- don't fuck my airplane. Get off my airplane. You're st- you're you snuggled up snuggled up in its belly. No, Andy. No, no, Andy. You are like, banned for my airplane. You're like that. You're like a baby that's going to be born out of that plane oh, when it lands. Because you're going to come out of there wet and covered in goo. Well, listeners, I hope you skipped right ahead to the research. You don't have to hear about Andy. Uh, talk about his pregnant plane fantasies that he has about having sex with a pregnant airplane or whatever. Hey, I just got done masturbating to airplane porn, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I'll be at the Yuck Yuck Factory uh, every Thursday. <laughs> you got to switch hands. Switch hands. Um, Andy, now the listeners might not, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you might not know this, but we are coming at you live from uh, self-isolation. We are both isolated in our homes. We are quarantined, as is uh, mm-hmm. the mandate across our state, and as is the mandate across, you know, what really most of the country should and I think is doing at this point. I don't really most know. Most of the United States. I think States, Georgia. Yeah, not, not, yeah, not all of Tennessee, them. Tennessee, yeah. Not everybody's yeah. not everybody's on it, but m- most places are. We are we are still quarantined. We're still coming at you live. Uh, Mister Bunker has not abducted us this week. He is sending us postcards. He is taking advantage of the cheap airfare um, and the cheap flights and everything, and um, you know all, all the canceled, you know, hotel reservations and vacation trips. He's taking advantage of all of them, Andy. Isn't that right? Yeah, just a just a, a reminder to everybody that you know, Mister Bunker flew to Wuhan uh, as soon as there was an outbreak, and he got infected with COVID nineteen as soon as possible, and that's what he, that's that's how he he's flying now because he has no fear because he's already had it. He. Uh... He sent us a, another postcard. You know, this is like the bare naked ladies. Another postcard with chimpanzees. <laughs> um, I didn't want it, but it was addressed to me, Andy. And yeah, uh, that's true. this one came from uh, from Italy, my ancestral place. Yeah, Mamma Mia. And it is a postcard. Now, Andy, I don't know where the Leaning Tower of Pisa is. I can only imagine that it is in Pisa. Or, as the Italians call it, pizza. Pizza, right, yeah. <laughs> say it, say it you, properly. Do you, know where, do you know where it's at? It's, it's, in, it's in Pisa. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's in, in Pisa. And so this postcard is, uh, it's Bunker on the front. He, it's, I guess this is one of your, you know, make your own kind of postcard things. And it's the, um, 
you know, the way the camera and he is set up, it's kind of an uh, optical illusion. It's it's making it look like he is leaning up against the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's it's the way the camera's positioned, the way the he's standing, you know, he's probably like 100 feet away from the actual tower, but the way that the camera's positioned makes it look like they're both the same height. Right. And he's kind of leaning up against the Leaning Tower of Pisa with his arms folded, yeah, And he's kind of like rolling his eyes and making a little smirk. And the text at the bottom says, mine's bigger. <laughs> now, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. If that means he has some kind of bigger leaning tower of Pisa somewhere stored in the bunker. Or if he's making some sort of phallic joke. But I wouldn't put it past bunker. Um, Mine's bigger. Mine's bigger. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a phallic joke. Yeah, f- frankly. Yeah. yeah, I think he's and uh, I think he's insulting the size of your genitals. Wow, well, can be so bold. My, I mean, you think that's directed straight at me? Well, I mean, he sent it to you. He didn't send it to me. Well, I think it's just. I think he's just. I think he's actually what he's doing is he's talking about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Right. But well, I don't know. You know, he's attacking me, or what's going on here, Andy? Right. I mean, I think, I think he's trying to tell you that he thinks you have a small penis. You know what? He's really got to. We really got to put his fucking attitude in check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm okay with it. I mean, he's fine with me. Is bullshit. He's fine with me. Oh, we'll see what he sends you. He sent you a sexy panda bear last week. Yeah, we said he he said he wished you were her. Yeah, <laughs> and I masturbated to that panda. That's right, you did. And I don't feel bad about it. Well, anyway, that's our uh, weekly bunker sighting. If uh, if any of you bunk funkers out there have seen or heard of where Mister Bunker's at, please let us know. Let, let us, us know, know if you've received any uh, mail from him at all. Um, Andy, how has your week in quarantine been this week? You had a good week this week? I mean, I think I feel like a lot of people do in quarantine, which is that, I mean, it's, I mean, whatever. It's like the weeks, every week is kind of the same, right? Like, yeah. What day is it? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you don't, I, I went outside like two times the whole week. Yeah. Now, Andy, uh, you were telling me that that this week in quarantine, you actually had a bit of a scare, um, and that's because you were feeling a little sick. But then you ended up having massive diarrhea, and that actually you felt relieved after that because diarrhea is not one of the COVID nineteen symptoms. Is that correct? Uh, Art, actually, I think that uh, diarrhea is one of the symptoms now. Oh, now it's one of the symptoms. The intestinal. Uh, if I'm, if I'm, I mean, and feel free, anybody listening or you are yourself to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think that, uh, intestinal problems are, are now one of the, uh, uh, symptoms and it's, uh, it's because, you know, part of the, part of the reason that it spread a lot early is because, you know, doctors in China were slow to identify that as a, as a symptom. So mm-hmm. they weren't treating that as an infection. Uh, but I mean, I get well, diarrhea like at least once a week anyway. And okay. yeah, it is always well, a relief. It yeah, feels great. Okay. See, it's, that's what I, it's really like a moment of pain for okay. like 30 minutes of pleasure after. Oh God. We just feel such relief. <sighs> Boy, See, that's, that's what I wanted to get at. There was that, uh, you, you're a di- little diarrhea boy, and you didn't. But I guess you know. I, I yeah. don't know who this virus thinks it is. Can have every fucking symptom of this under the sun. But anyway, fuck me. I guess right. You know. Yeah, I mean, you kind of are an idiot. Said to fucking give me a lecture. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm a doctor. <laughs> not a medical doctor. No, uh, not an academic un- doctor. Well, not a licensed medical doctor. That's right. You're more of a motel surgery kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I have knives and stuff, and 
I got a I got a copy of Grey's Anatomy. I got a, the <laughs> first four need. first four seasons on DVD. Yeah. Uh, well, that was our weekly check-in with Andy about quarantine. If you have a question for Andy about his quarantine, let us know. <laughs> Email us at mrbunkerpod at gmail.com, and Andy will for sure answer it, no matter how I will how answer all your questions. How yeah. intrusive the question is. Get as personal as you want. Um, <laughs> I will answer any question. All right, Andy. Uh, I think our plane has reached the gate, and they're boarding for uh, co-host one and two here. Oh, there it was. You hear it? There it was. And we're ready for lift. Oh, Ooh, sounds like there's some uh, some problems with the engine there. Oh. oh, sounds like there's a dead goose caught in the jet. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Who was Let's driving get on anyway, thing, Fabio. Oh, okay, <laughs> we can only hope. Oh, I, I can't so. believe he's hey, not a uh, pilot. We're going to get right to, we're going to prepare for takeoff here for uh, the O'Hare UFO incident here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your pilot speaking, First Admiral Sky King Andy. You're riding on Bunker Airlines number 52 today, headed towards Enchiladaville. The weather is smooth. Shouldn't see any turbulence. That's right, it'll be a smooth, comfy ride. So sit back and listen to your head steward, Ort. Anyone need a Bev? Bevs? Any Bevs? Would you like a Bev, sir, miss? A Bev? We got orange Bev, brown Bev, bubbling Bev, clear Bevs. Any Bevs, sir? Would you like a Bev over there? Good gravy! What in the name of Sully Sullenberger is that? And scene. Uh, Bunk Funkers, that was a short excerpt from a bunker theater classic. Flight 69, The Massacre of the Mile High Club. But we chose that classic for a reason, and no, it wasn't to show off Andy and I's incredible acting skills. Uh, No, it was was directly and conveniently, some might say, relates to today's topic, which takes place in Andy and I's own backyards. That's right, in the mid-aughts, a supposed UFO encounter occurred right here at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. For those of you not familiar with airport culture, O'Hare is Chicago's largest airport. It's located on the northwest side of the city, about 14 miles from downtown. It became famous as the first world's busiest airport of the jet age from 1963 to 1998. Today, it is the world's sixth busiest airport, serving 83 million passengers in 2018. So... You gotta assume that at least one of those 83 million were a UFO. Well, Andy, this UFO encounter is no laughing matter, okay? Any object flying within restricted airspace at an international airport without radio contact, transponders, or permission is potentially an aviation safety issue. This UFO encounter took place in 2006, only five years after 9-11, when, as we all know... Airports became a lot stricter than they used to be. At approximately 1630 CST, or 430 for you 12-hour timekeepers, on November 7th, 2006, federal authorities at Chicago O'Hare International Airport uh, received a report that a group of 12 airport employees were witnessing a metallic, saucer-shaped craft hovering over gate C-17. Now, this was just before sunset, and there was still some daylight out. The weather was cloudy and gloomy, which is a staple of Chicago weather in November. All the witnesses said the object was dark gray and well-defined in the overcast skies. They said the craft, estimated by different accounts to be 6 feet to 24 feet in diameter, did not display any lights. Some said it looked like a rotating frisbee, while others said it did not appear to be spinning. 
All agree the object made no noise, and it was at a fixed position in the sky, just below the 1,900-foot cloud deck, until shooting off into the clouds. A United Airlines manager supposedly received a radio call about some United employees seeing the object in the sky. This manager then made a call to his operations center to confirm the sighting and then contacted the Federal Aviation Admission, or FAA, and then he drove to the concourse to talk to witnesses. Isn't it Federal Aviation Administration? It might be. I mean, it's very plausible that I might have had a typo in there. Okay. The FAA. You know what? Listeners, we'll we'll, we'll get back to you on that. In a second, we're going to Google it for you. <laughs> but the first witness he spoke to was a United Airlines ramp worker who was directing back a United plane, Flight 446, from Chicago to Charlotte, North Carolina, at Gate C-17. The second witness we know about was a United Airlines mechanic who was responsible for taxiing an aircraft around the airport. He was maneuvering a Boeing 777 from the International Terminal to the UAL maintenance hangar some 25 minutes away. While looking in the direction of the sea concourse, he saw the UAP, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, just below the cloud cover. He described it as a clearly discernible gray disc with a distortion on the bottom similar to a, quote, heat rising off a hot road, end quote. After taxiing the aircraft, he noticed the object had vanished, but left an almost perfect circle in the overcast cloud layer where it had been. Kind of like a cookie cutter plopping out a perfect little circle of cloud dough. Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My God. Art, don't you just look up in the clouds someday and you're like, God damn, I want to eat those clouds. Art? You know, Art, Art, are you there? Andy, no, I'm not talking to you about your clouds or cookie dough theory again. Well, when I win the Nobel Prize for Science and the Emerald Lagasse, bam, kick it up a notch award for a superior food science, we'll see who wants to talk about the Earth's stratosphere being a layer of delicious chocolate chip cookie dough. Well, before we continue, we do have an update on the Federal Aviation Admission versus Administration uh, debacle. It is administration. Okay. Poof. Oh, I thought I was going crazy. No, just just me. Okay. Anyway. That's fair. That's about it for the encounter itself. It's short but sweet. But what happened afterward? Wasn't Anybody freaked out that a potential object or aircraft or phenomenon entered one of the world's busiest airports and then just vanished? Well, the Federal Aviation Administration sure wasn't so concerned. The dozen or so United employees who saw the object were pretty concerned, though, and rightly so. At first, the FAA and the United Airlines, they didn't even investigate. Contrary to rumors, however, witnesses stated that United had not pressured them to stay quiet or you know, keep this incident under wraps, nor had they received any negative treatment from the company, you know, aside from the playful workplace banter received from other co-workers. You know, Andy, how it is. You're ribbing your co-workers <laughs> back and forth. Oh, yeah, I know how it is. You bully your co-workers until they quit. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the mechanic witness. <laughs> A tale as old as time. However, was adamant that he uh, what he saw wasn't just some object. It was a craft, a flying craft. Now, by this time, the story had spread, and well-regarded transit investigative journalist John Hilkovich began investigating the encounter for the Chicago Tribune. Both the FAA and United Airlines originally stated they had no knowledge about the incident. That was until Hilkovich investigated that claim by filing a Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, request. The FOIA caused the FAA to quickly reverse its previously stated position. It did indeed have knowledge that this encounter happened. An internal FAA review of air traffic communications tapes turned up the call by the United Supervisor to an FAA manager in the airport tower. Tapes of this call are very difficult to find, however. We looked! Trust us! 
Uh, a History Channel show called UFO Hunters allegedly has the tapes in an episode from season two that debuted in 2009. Now, according to Elizabeth Isham Corey, spokesperson for the FAA, nothing was observed on the radar at the uh, air traffic control towers. So surely a craft that large would show up on the air traffic control towers radar system, right? Well, and... That's kind of the end of the FAA's investigation. <laughs> According to Corey, uh, quote, our theory on this is that it was a weather phenomenon. That night was a perfect atmospheric condition in terms of low ceiling and a lot of airport lights. When the lights shine up into the clouds, sometimes you can see funny things. That's our take on it. End quote. Well, just what the heck was this thing, huh? Obviously, the first answer is always a weather balloon, right? We saw this when, looking into the Wright-Pat Air Force Base, the supposed wreckage of the Roswell aircraft was said to be a mogul weather balloon. But according to Richard Haynes, science director at the National Aviation Reporting Center on Anomalous Phenomena, a private agency, uh, Richard Haynes said he has determined that no weather balloons were launched in the vicinity of O'Hare on November 7th. Quote from Richard Haynes here, it's absurd that the military would be conducting aerial test flights, end quote, near the airport. Uh, this is what Haynes stated in a Tribune article. So if not a weather balloon, what about a weather phenomenon? Specifically, a phenomenon called a fall streak hole. A fall streak hole is a large gap, usually circular or elliptical, that can appear in a circular Serio cumulus or alto cumulus clouds. Uh, such holes are formed when the uh, the weather temperature in the clouds is below freezing, but the water is in a supercooled state and has not yet frozen due to the lack of ice nucleation. How about that? And that makes sense, you know, kind of. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about Chicago weather in November, which is to say it's shitty and cold like that. But that isn't the only cloud-based explanation given. When this story dropped, it was massively popular. In fact, it was the most popular online Chicago Tribune article ever at the time, with over one million hits. Needless to say, this brought a lot of criticisms from UFO skeptics. For example, science reporter for Cosmic Log on MSNBC, Alan Boyle, proposed that this flying disc may have been a lenticular cloud. Lenticular clouds are stationary clouds that tend to form saucer or lens-like shapes. However, on the day the on that day the winds were not strong enough to create these large saucer-shaped clouds. Uh, furthermore, lenticular clouds tend to only appear in the western part of the US and are rarely ever seen around Chicago. To top it all off, the fact that this boil guy, this joker is proposing that lenticular clouds were forming underneath the overcast sky uh, sounds uh, highly improbable. Uh, not as improbable as a lenticular cloud bolting off through the overcast and leaving behind a cookie-shaped hole. <laughs> Sorry, Art. I get real worked up on clouds. Um, hey, so. say, Art, what kind of cloud do you think you are? <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, let me guess. I think you're a cirrus cloud because you're thin, white, and have a wispy personality. I'm a cumulonimbus cloud because of my bulging upper portions that look like cauliflower and my dark and often hazy bottom area. Also, I come a lot. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess for once, I have no argument with what you just said, Andy. You've Thank stumped you. me. <laughs> that, you can't argue with science. That's right. Well, Andy, I know there's one thing you appreciate more than clouds, and that is a good sleuth. Ooh, I love a sleuth. We love a sleuth, and that's why, well, I went and I did a little sleuth in myself. No, you did? Oh, yes. You did some sleuthing? Artie sleuth? Artie sleuth, that's right. We may very well never know what this UAP or UFO phenomenon was at O'Hare. 
But I was curious about the regulations and protocol in place for how airports deal with unidentified objects in their airspace. So I contacted a friend who is obsessed with airplanes and is training to become a pilot, okay? The two go in hand. He's not just some uh, guy who's obsessed with airplanes. <laughs> some guy who's Googling airplanes rule 34 no. all the time? No, he's he's done plenty of solo flights, night flights, and uh, instrument flying. You know, he's just trying to get that pilot's license. Got to put in a lot of hours to get a pilot's license. You got to fly a lot. So, uh, according to him, O'Hare is a uh, a Class B or Bravo airspace, and obviously, I mean, you can probably guess it's very heavily uh, regulated. If something were to fly into the a Bravo airspace without permission, the air traffic control tower would actually track that person via radar and follow you all the way to your destination and then call that airport that you landed at to let them know you violated Bravo airspace. They snitch? They freaking tattle on your ass for being a bad boy? Well, Andy, you know, it's for a good reason. Aviation <sighs> safety is paramount. You know, it can it can range from hefty fines to even losing your pilot's license. Well, but, I'm a bad boy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's dude. right. You don't give a fuck. But these various classifications of airspace have different limits. So, for example, you can fly at a low altitude closer to an airport than uh, you would probably expect uh, until you get far enough away that you can legally climb back up. You know, airports mostly just need to worry about the plane's heat, you know, reaching their super high uh, altitude, their high up altitude. So they don't want you kind of up there fucking around with their uh, their climb. Anyway. That being said, this object was floating well within a restricted airspace right above the damn C-17 gate, so. But the fact that there are no radar reports or anything, you know, it gives some interesting food for thought. You know, if we had some radar, uh, we had some stuff on the radar, we might be able to say a little bit more about the topic. But anyway, we may never know what kind of phenomenon or object greeted arrivals at gate C-17 at O'Hare Airport that day. To some, this is a simple weather pattern, easy to write off. But for many, it remains one of the most popular Chicago UFO experiences. And they believe, well, it's worth exploring. Hey, welcome back, listeners. That was our research of the uh, O'Hare UFO incident of 2006. Hooey, Andy. You know, hey, a little shorty, a quickie. Shorty. Nothing yeah. wrong with a little quickie. <laughs> Nothing Sometimes wrong with Sometimes you got to have a little quickie. Nothing. A little hey, midweek quickie I, for the bunk funkers. I know you love a quickie. Oh, I do. Uh, if by quickie you mean microwavable foods. Now, Can't Andy, it's true you've never been on an airplane. Is that correct? <laughs> that's uh, that's true. Not allowed. Really, you're banned from airplanes. Banned from airplane. I'm on the I'm on the blacklist. No, you've never had it. You've never. Uh, that's true, though. You've never been in an airplane before, right? Why do you think that's true? Is that not true? You and I have been on Did airplanes together? together. Oh yeah, we flew to New York together, didn't we? Literally, we have been on the exact same airplane at the same time. <laughs> Two Andy, separate I occasions. Can't, I can't keep track of all your fucking travel. Okay, dude. I, I was on God airplanes damn. before that. You were commercial flights, uh, private, like like planes, like Cessnas, like oh. single prop Cessna. Now those are scary. No, those are fun. They're fun. Yeah, aren't those a lot rockier? A uh, friend of mine that I went to high school with, he. Uh, is a pilot, and um, right after he got his license, he he uh, took me on a flight. Wow! So you trusted this friend enough to go up into the skies with him? Yeah, we went. Uh, yeah, we went. We flew around a little bit. Now, the uh, friend of mine who I sleuthed, who we sleuthed for our research this week, yeah, uh, mentioned a lot about how a lot of um, airplane crashes come from people who. You know, they just got their pilot's license, but they uh, they didn't do enough training 
at instrument flying, which right. he was uh, he was studying at the time. Uh, the last time I spoke to him, um, instrument flying is when you uh, you fly solely based off of the gauges and mm-hmm. uh, instruments on your control panel and not because you can't see anything. So, you know, that November 6th day, that was probably a pretty good uh, instrument flying day for that UFO. You know, that UFO um, probably had to come in there and was like, uh, maybe that's why they showed up, Andy. Maybe they showed up because they were lost, you know? So they had to get under the clouds to figure yeah. out where they were. <laughs> then they show up and they're like, oh, fuck. Uh, just all if, these I, if I could di- divert us here for one second, Art. Um, yeah, go ahead and divert the, us. Uh, the plane crash that killed Patsy Klein. Um, she was flying back with some other country musicians. Uh to Nashville from Kansas City uh, where they were doing a benefit for someone who had uh, recently passed away Um, and that's what happened is there were some storms around Nashville that day and so when they flew in uh, it was like her manager or somebody was flying the airplane and uh, they they weren't familiar with I mean, it was like a licensed pilot thing. It's his airplane oh, okay. or whatever, I think. But he wasn't familiar enough with uh, instrument-only flying, and that's why that's what happened. They they couldn't land, uh, and so they just they, they ended up crashing. God, and everybody died. God, that's fucking terrifying. I think uh, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm going to say allegedly. That's I think what happened to Kobe Bryant on the, his helicopter flight. Oh. Or no, I I don't know. That might be wrong. No, I have no. I don't want to no put that out there. Yeah, um, airplanes don't freak you out at all. You're not a uh, you don't you don't get scared on flights. No, not really. I mean, I okay. I actually like flying. To be honest with you, I think that it's you very do. fun. You know, um, I was talking to a friend of mine. Yeah, exactly. I know where you're going to go with this. Yep. Yeah, uh, I've I've driven a car a lot i mean obviously it's a bigger sample size i drive more than i fly but yeah like driving is much scarier to me than than flying. well I, yeah i think i've think gone people, over your road, road rage before as well you have uh you have road rage yeah i have no sky rage only road <laughs> rage. Uh, i think i think the thing that um i think the thing that freaks people out about flying is that they have no control. They feel like they're in control in a car. You know, yeah. like when you're driving, you feel like you have some control. And when you're flying, you really have no control. But Right. You're putting your hands in the pilot's hands, on the pilot's the back, <laughs> his big strong back. Right. As and his uh his 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 sexy arms. <laughs> right. Because you know all pilots are sexy, right? They're all buff. They're all They're like, all getting jacked. BJs up there in the fucking cockpit. I mean, that's why yeah. it's called a cockpit. Right, you don't you don't have to fucking study to become a pilot to know that you know that's given. That's that's just that's common knowledge. And let me tell you, Art and I have pilots lust like no other. <laughs> we think pilot culture is super cool. We we are not trained in becoming pilots ourselves, but uh, and we have no interest in it cool. either. We love strutting through the airport with our top of the line. Rolly bags, you know, where mm-hmm. our, our our freshly pressed suits and our little captain's hats. We hand out little wing pins to kids, you know. We're cool. We wink at all their moms. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of milfs. Oh, we pick oh, up milfs, milfs left and right. Yeah, we've <laughs> being a pilot is uh, you truly can go to the promised land, the land of milfs and honey. <laughs> The Milf High Club, it's true. Yes, yeah, we, uh, we've been there multiple times. We've been there, done that. And don't listen to the naysayers who say, that's not a thing. Or don't, the people say, you guys are fucking freaks. You know, don't listen to them. They're just trying to, you know, they're just trying to bring us down. And we right. won't be brought down. We like no. the altitude that we're at. No, we fly safe. Yeah. We use protection. We won't be brought down. Um... You know, Andy, not a lot to pick apart here. Not a lot of meat on these bones for this ep. Yeah. Um, getting initial feelings and initial inklings and initial thoughts. Now, obviously, let's remind the bunk funkers of kind of our stance on 
aliens. Uh, aliens. The the damn Tehran UFO thing. Yeah. Um, check out our episode on the Tehran UFO incident. Uh, much meatier than this one. But uh, we both like the idea of a alien spacecraft that is uh, otherworldly, that is not something tangible, not not the mm-hmm. classic metal saucer, right? Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, right off the bat, this, if this is a craft, it sucks. And, <laughs> you know, fuck these extraterrestrials for flying their bullshit saucer over our airports. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Gray saucer. I mean, give me a break. Like, uh, this is, the 1950s were 50 years before this happened. Like, get a clue, upgrade your shit, aliens. Um, wow. right off the, right off the bat, I mean, if this is real. Bitch, you fucking bit that bitch. Those bitch aliens out there. It's, it's down me. in Florida. It's me, Joe Extraterrestrial. <laughs> the true Joe Exotic, Joe Extraterrestrial. <laughs> I got Probably a, that I got a menagerie full of creatures from <laughs> all across the galaxy and water universe. I'm gay. I've got a ray gun. And um, if I see that bitch Carol Baskins fly into my air, restricted airspace, I'm going to blast her with my orbital deployment beam. Fucking bop her out of this century. I got my I got my own Death Star with your name on it, Carol Baskin. <laughs> and you can tell Howard too. Oh God, I am never going to financially recover from this, Jeff Lowe. You son of a oh, bitch. God. Oh God, O'Hare is expanding. I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> That's a joke only for Chicagoans. Yeah. Um. Boy, Tiger King, Andy and I are into it, huh? Bunkfunkers, oh, you guys man. into that? I feel like Tiger King in and of itself is could have been a uh, a fantastic Mr. Bunker episode. <laughs> if only, uh, you know. <laughs> there's some stuff to maybe look into there, you know? Who knows? Yeah, there could, there's still potential. I mean, I haven't watched the very last episode yet, but, um, <laughs> I mean, my God, every episode is weirder than the thing before. Yeah. Like it, it is like, is like eating an onion raw. Like you just keep biting <laughs> through these layers. Uh, I mean, you know, did Carol Baskins kill her goddamn husband? The memes, the memes are going wild on the fucking internet with these Tiger King memes, man. Did she kill him? I don't know, but she definitely knows more than she's saying. I think. Yeah, he was a... Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on between the two of them where uh, I don't think you're getting the full picture yeah. on uh, what... How how her and Don met. I'll say this allegedly. Uh, you know, I've read some things about... Uh, anyway, and Don himself it was uh, allegedly involved in some shady business. So uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows if he got covered in sardine oil and thrown into the tigers or... Uh, you know, if he uh, did something else. Maybe he went the way of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who knows? Thrown and, into the uh, lion's den. Survived uh, attempted burning in a furnace. Oh, is that what happened to them? Well, what did you think? I thought they got thrown into a lion's den. Was that David? Who got thrown to the lions? It's, it's Daniel. Daniel! Daniel got thrown to the lions. That's right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown into a furnace by Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, they were pious enough that an angel uh, came and shielded them from the heat. Down came the angel with the snowy white wings there in the middle of the furnace. I just like saying Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. I mean, why aren't more people naming their fucking kids Shadrach? That's such a great fucking name. What's up, Shad? Shad, me, Shad, and a Ben? A Bendigo? I wish I was named a Bendigo. Anyway. A Bendigo stone? A Bendigo. I got a Bendigo. Take a shit. <laughs> I gotta go take a Shad rack. Hey, my name's a Bendigo. Take a shit. <laughs> um, well, anyway, Andy, what, what, so we're, you're kind of already off the bat, not really given uh 
this here UFO uh, a lot of credence. I yeah. mean, let's, you know, let's let the tiger out of the cage here. You know, I don't want to be one of these people. And, you know, bunk funkers, drag me if you want. I kind of agree with the FAA on this one. Ian. <laughs> Well, as we right. all know, We're calling you out again. Bunker's arch nemesis, Ian, calling us out on social media. He's our fucking Carol Baskins. I mean, goddamn, fucking Ian, we'll find you. You don't think we will? We will. Andy, did I lose you there? Uh-oh. Listeners, I think we lost Andy. Oh, well, I'm back. He's back. He's back. Oh, my God. Sorry. Everything all right recording. There, Everything's all right. Okay. I popped a cable. <laughs> you popped a cable. <laughs> I popped a cable. I popped a cable. Anyway, fucking Ian, that's right. We'll come after you <laughs> down there in the East Coast. Fucking Ian. Don't think we won't come after you. You think we don't know how to find... You said we'll... You think we don't know how to find you? I look you up on Google Maps. <laughs> we'll find out where you're taking your walks every day. We'll come and we'll nana nut on your face in. <laughs> we'll find out where you're riding your bicycle. <laughs> like the Wicked Witch of the West. Goddamn Ian with your flowing stringy straw brown blonde hair and your gigantic fucking eyes. Goddamn. Ian, why do you always address everybody as cool cats and kittens? Uh, no, but y- you don't want to. You don't want to say anything to the uh, naysayer. Well, you're you know you don't care what the naysayers have to say about this topic. I yeah, I mean I like you know the FAA. I can see why they didn't why they didn't investigate it. Right? I mean they had they lied. They did. Absolutely. They lied. They lied. That's provable. Adding more fuel to the fire. I mean, let's be honest. Right, right. That doesn't help. But all I'm saying is, is to me, it seems reasonable that they wouldn't have uh, yeah. like dug further in this. Because based on the testimony of everybody who was a witness, the thing shoots up through the clouds, right? Right. So at some point... It would have had to have been on radar because, like, to your point, uh, Art, uh, you know, if you fly in low enough, you get underneath the radar screen. But, you know, if yeah. you shoot up through the clouds straight up, like, yeah, you're going to end up on radar. And if they yeah, see and nothing. I mean, you got, I mean, obviously, I don't know how air traffic control radar technology works. I think that's a given. And do I really need to state that for the listeners? But I will. <laughs> um, do you know how radar works? I don't know how radar works either. But I have to imagine that something as big as what they're describing it as that was allegedly giving off the heat signature that it was giving off mm-hmm. would probably show up on radar. Am I right or am I right? No, I I definitely think that it, I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but it seems like it would be, what's described seems that it would be big enough to ping the radar. Yeah. And if it shot uh, up straight through the clouds, I would think that would come up on the radar screens and there'd be at least like a blip that right. they would have noticed. I mean, this is an interesting case because I think we have more eyewitnesses than the Tehran UFO. But at the same time, well, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. We kind of have credible people. We've got a lot of airline workers who are right down there on the ground seeing something relatively close up, much closer than the Tehran UFO, for sure, which was a lot of uh, blinking lights, really. Right. But I think the Tehran UFO has a lot more like back and forth weird military involvement uh the the jets malfunctioning this is a, kind of just something a super showed up convoluted uh explanation too for the tehran ufo the skeptics explanation it's quite a walk to get there right to the, with the, to the whole conclusion the different comets and jupiter and all this jazz yeah this one is really straightforward yeah it's like it was clouds you you believe that you believe it was clouds, 
you know now you're a cloud freak <laughs> i'm a cloud freak uh put all my files in the cloud yeah, you're um, king cloud but but you know what you i love what final I, fantasy 7 you love playing as cloud <laughs> i don't understand that reference um your favorite zac efron movie is charlie st cloud <laughs> yes uh as i'm also a huge zac efron fan as everyone knows well, um, we've never explored that on the show, but that's true. You'd love Zach. Right, that's true. I mean, I think that's a well-known... You well think known... he's a hunk. You right. think he's a hunk. You think he's a good actor. You think he's a good singer. I mean, you're he's the whole package. You've tried. You, much like this UFO zipped in through the clouds, you have barreled your way through screaming hordes of Zac Efron fans to try and get Zach's autograph and yeah. left a Andy-shaped hole of, of people behind you. Isn't that right? Yeah, I've I've tried to, you know, hover right above uh Zac Efron's gate and uh <laughs> leave a me-shaped hole in him. <laughs> so you're trying to uh you're trying to act like you is this another theory of yours that Zac Efron is actually cookie dough? I think he's actually cookie dough cuz why do I like him so much? <laughs> I don't like anything more than cookie dough, but I kind of like Zac Efron more than cookie dough. <laughs> well, I would explain how he gets so chiseled. He's just made of dough. Yeah. He can he's just mold moldable. himself however, yeah, yeah, however he wants. Yeah. That's um, why he's so sweet. So what what kind of cloud phenomena are you leaning towards here, Andy? Um, You know, it, it, like, I guess what I'm thinking is is about something like the Marfa Lights. Where okay, we we kind of agreed that it was probably mirages, right? On that one, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I think for the most part. I mean, I was more strong than you, but um, car headlights, car headlights. Uh, but you know, some of the dancing and stuff is is mirages related. But it, I mean, at any rate, yeah. it's like it's it's lights that are either naturally occurring or man made, and then distorted by just natural phenomenon of a, of a mirage um i i think that this is probably you know the same kind of thing like if there's a known phenomena that uh if there's known phenomena that correspond with the type of things that people are seeing um yeah it, it just makes it i mean it makes sense to me you know i think these seem like i mean on the face at least credible people um you know, we yeah. don't know if this uh, United mechanic, maybe it's like every other week he's reporting that he saw a UFO. And so maybe he's not all that credible. Yeah. But Well, um, I mean, I, you know. I kind of trust uh, the Tribune reporter. He's a pretty yeah. well-respected investigative journalist. I feel like I he might have been able to dig up some good stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, I just like whether this guy was a crook or not or, or a, just someone constantly crying wolf crying yeah. ufo i mean i think that there's crying carol baskins yeah <laughs> carol baskin um so that's that's my take like uh, i mean to me it seems like it's a, it's just a natural phenomenon i mean it's either like i don't know i am i am i convinced that what they saw was was lights you know, it doesn't seem like it's a light thing because they they didn't report seeing any lights or anything like no, that. No, they didn't. Which yeah, which I think to me kind of says cloud, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little torn, you know, myself. Um, I've been looking at pictures of uh, fall streak holes, and it's like. I could see how they could, you could look at one of those and think UFO. Um, they're definitely, but so many of them described it like they were so adamant that it was this like, like gray saucer metallic object that they saw in the sky. I mean, Here's a really crazy one right here that I'll send you uh, and let you can let me know what you think of this bad boy right here, Andy. I'm going to send you this bad boy right here uh, in the chit. 
me know what you think of that bad boy. I mean, if you saw that in the sky, you'd probably think like, oh, shit. That could fool me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think from looking at the at pictures of fall streak holes, that one especially, I mean, I think you could see a lot of weird stuff in a fall streak hole, right? And yeah. it would probably, I mean, especially like if we consider. Well, um, I mean, you're the expert on various kinds of holes. Yeah, I know a lot about holes. Uh, you're a, a hole expert. Yeah, <laughs> I believe in uh, holistic knowledge. You're holistic, yep. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, it's like if if you like to look at these. I mean, that's that's kind of what it looks like. So, yeah, you know, if you see like, you know, a hole yeah. in the, I mean, you yeah. know, the shooting up is kind of the thing that doesn't get explained by a fall streak hole, right? Yeah, and the the actual hole left over, like from the way they describe it is that like there was a clear like literal like we've been saying cookie cutter hole left i mean right. no no one was there that day there's no photos there's nothing like there's not even like uh, there's no footage of the uh thing happening it would be nice to be able to get access to those tapes i can't you know couldn't find them i mean maybe i just i don't know but um <laughs> yeah no, I. I mean, I. Don't, we'll, I mean, I think we'll put a link to this image as well, uh, bunk funkers in the research. This, oh, this yeah. false recall that I'm looking at right here. I mean, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like I. I don't have a lot to go on otherwise. Yeah. So the only real credible, there's only two explanations for this. It's an extraterrestrial craft. That's number one, or number two, it's some kind of other thing, like a clouds or lights yeah. or, or a combination of those things. And to me, it's like. Well, we have literally zero evidence that extraterrestrials exist and have visited this planet. So I kind of have to believe the other thing. Okay. Well, Andy, I mean, we can get into verdicts here. Uh, I guess I kind of spoiled it, right? I guess you kind of did. Jeez. Well, you uh, fucking I mean, bitch. <laughs> fucking Andy Baskins, God Andy damn it! Baskin. Oh, I, I hate God. him so much. I hate, I hate that my bitch, nemesis. Andy. I'm gonna Andy, Andy Baskin saga, saga number thirty-one. Cause I saw Andy, and now I understand. Cause I saw Andy, and Andy saw man. Are the are the Joe Exotic? Uh, music videos the best part of it because yes they are yeah <laughs> they're fucking nuts like by a mile um, ah listeners bunk funkers do yourselves a favor and watch that god awful documentary uh full of terrible people they're all terrible <laughs> lots every of, single one everybody and if you awful. own a big exotic cat like that well I gotta say I really question your judgment because <laughs> I don't believe those animals are meant to be owned like kitty cat pets. Um, I really this though sheds by like, a fucking Hummer. <laughs> you got such a problem. Hummer. Yeah, by a stolen from a guy who <laughs> owns strip clubs. <laughs> that fucking guy. Uh. Oh, anyway, Andy, I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> let's get to your uh, let's get to your verdicts here. All right. Well. I mean, I kind of killed Hamlet in the first act here, um, but I'm going to go last week. (laughs) Oh, whoops. Uh, Let me get my verdict for this week. That's me flipping through pages. Uh, I'm going to go with case closed art. Wow. Wow. This is some this is some combination of of weather and lights or something. Uh, A fall streak hole with maybe some other things going on. Chicago's weather notoriously cloudy and gross. Um, and gross. So these things in November, these things make sense to me. Again, very little to go on for the extraterrestrial theory. People saw yeah. something, but there's not really any kind of evidence to corroborate it. You put it up side by side with the with the Tehran UFO. It's no comparison. Tehran is way, way, way more compelling than this one. Okay, fair enough. That's Andy. my, That's my Fair enough. No, it's fair. You're fair. Um, I think I have to go with 
plausible molecule. I'm going to leave a little wiggle room okay. here. You know, I, there's no photos. There's no nothing. So uh, there's really Trying to beat me at my lot. own game here. Leave a little wiggle room, huh? Yeah, leave a little wiggle room, huh? How the tables have turned, huh? Uh, yes, how the turntables. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, I gotta say, you know, uh, not the most, uh, not the craziest, uh, topic of the week, but, um, you know, it's fun to do a little, uh, a little, uh, like one that took place in our, in our own backyard. Uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. an interesting one, uh, very popular at the time, but, um, well, anyway, those were our verdicts on the uh, 2006 uh, Chicago O'Hare UFO incident. Let us know what you think, listeners. Um, use the hashtag. Uh, it's got to be UFO hair, right? Oh, that's a good one, Andy. UFO hair. <laughs> write that down. Thank you. Right, yeah. Write that down. UFO hair and tweet at us at Mr. Bunker Pod. Slide into our DMs on Instagram at Mr. Bunker Pod. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Uh, find us on YouTube by searching Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. And that's about it. Uh, let us know what you think on today's topic. Um, you know, Andy, that's I think that's all we got this week. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. We did it. We did it. We solved all the crimes <laughs> and we've figured everything out. Yeah. We, it's crazy uh, to think that O'Hare is probably fucking empty right now. Yeah, isn't that weird to think? Like if you've been wondering what if like, you're the listening train out there. Like. Uh UFOs now is the perfect time to uh to visit O'Hare because nobody is there. Yeah, you could avoid a lot of scrutiny right now. Yeah. Uh, any extraterrestrials guys- that are listening to this, um, I mean, take your time now. Explore our airports. Learn about our technology. Um, <laughs> use take this opportunity to infiltrate our security at the highest levels. Because <laughs> there's, I mean, you know, people are inside. Yeah. I mean, who knows what kind of UFO experiences are out there that uh, are just going unnoticed? They're they're partying out there with the uh, the wildlife that's returning to all their natural habitats that we've forced out of them. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many dolphins now in the uh, Chicago River. Oh, there's so many dolphins. They've all returned to the Chicago River They've where they returned. naturally swam. Yeah, there's freshwater dolphins. Uh, really. Uh, Really, uh, a beautiful sight uh, to see them come back. Yes, the Chicago Dolphins. <laughs> the Chicago Dolphins, my favorite team. Um, real quick, one second here, Andy. Uh, yeah, just Art? to rack my brain for a little uh, second here. Uh, all right, well, we'll give you all the leeway you need on this art. Um, you know, take your time, think about what you're thinking. Uh huh. Um, thinking, trying to get a good, you know, a rack of my brain. Uh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Well, Andy, uh, unless you have any last words, I think we'll wrap it up here. What do you say? Hey, here's my last words. Everybody out yeah. there, bunk funkers. Uh, for those of you still listening, I mean, this is a oh, weird yeah. time in uh the world and you know overall uh podcasts uh listening is down i mean i think a lot of people listen when they're commuting and a lot of people aren't commuting anymore um so for those of you jam you listen at work mm -hmm, yeah lots of places people listen to stuff that they can't go now so it's like for those of you that are that continue to listen uh for everybody that's stuck with us uh thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot to us. It means a lot to Mr. Bunker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we appreciate you bunk funkers out there. You guys are, um, you know, you guys are great. And we appreciate the loyalty. We appreciate the really kind messages you guys send in. Um, uh, we hope that you all are staying safe and healthy. And uh, we hope we can give you some, uh, some uh, levity. I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say. Brevity? 
I don't know. No, I don't levity know was right. Yeah, we levity. We're trying to give you some levity from, uh, you know, all the terrible things happening in the world. We want right to be now, a distraction. So. Put your mind at ease for a little bit yeah. and just chill. And uh, hopefully soon, uh, you know, everything will clear up and we can all, uh, I don't know, go, go back to our ways, I guess. <laughs> just party with each other. Just party. Just party on. Party so on, Andy. Party. Um, party on art. Great message, Andy. Great message. Um, Thank you. And I think that's a good one to end on here. So for not the titular Mr. Bunker, because he hasn't been here. Yeah. yeah. But this is, for this is straight, straight from us. Erstwhile co-host, Andy Hart. Oh, oh, oh. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Thanks for flying the conspiracy skies. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.